Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Jesus, he said um, before daybreak, the next morning after a powerful day of ministry, it says the next morning Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. And later, Simon and the others went out to find him. And when they found him, they said, everybody's looking for you, Jesus. we got more to do. But Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. And that is why I came. I don't know why you came today, but Jesus had found out in his time with God, what his next step was. And he said, this is why I've come. And so he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching to synagogues and casting out demons. And so today we're going to start a new series called Living Legacy. I want to say just thank you for what just took place in this room. And I know for, for some that was like, that was weird and awkward. For some that was very freeing and very just moving for God. And I don't, to me, I'm like, let's just continue that on in that spirit, like just in the heartbeat of God. God, I want to be right in your heartbeat. That is why I came. So as you're seated, just like knuckle three people and just say, hello, I'm glad you're here. All right. Just give them some knuckles. Don't punch anybody. Don't punch anybody. So I don't know if you saw in the newspaper it was on Realtor.com, and uh, Los Alamos just this last week got named uh, one of the top 10 most affordable places to live in, in Santa Fe. You guys had the same reaction that I, I did. Um, what? <laughs> I remember I bought a house here when I, when, uh, early on back in 2003, 2004, uh, built in the 40s or 50s about a thousand square feet. And I'm from a small town in Missouri, very small town. And they're like, you're going to spend close to a quarter million dollars on less than a thousand square feet. And we're like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes. I sold that house in a, like in a a year and a half later or so. And like, it went, jumped up 10 grand in, in just that small time. But you know that, you know, Los Alamos, like not, I don't know how that even happened. Um, But we were like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, the most expensive property sold in the U.S. in 2020 was in Beverly Hills, California, $68 million uh, for, this, for this piece of property was the most expensive in, in 2020. Um, do you know what the most expensive real estate there is uh, that exists in Los Alamos or even on the planet? Do you know? It's the cemetery. the place where dreams are buried, where stories that are, that are inside of you stop. And, and it might be some big, grand vision or dream that, you, that, that we have or that you have that you want to accomplish. It may be something in, in the smaller realm of like, me personally, like, I got a book inside of me, but that's about the most that has come out about it. 
It might even be so small to be like that secret recipe that you know. Come on, Grandma. Like, don't hold out on us. We want to know. Like, pass those things on. I really believe there are God things inside of you that, that he has, has placed that in. It might have been decades ago, but you knew it was there and nothing has, has taken any progress on, on what God has placed inside of you. And I would even say even the, the, the book or the passion or the career path that you want, it doesn't have to be ministry related. I would still say God's in those dreams. You don't know what doors he might want to open if you go into that field. It doesn't have to be churchy and religious for God to work through those things. And we're starting a series called Living Legacy. You are leaving a legacy. The story will go on. I'm not trying to be morbid, but I do want us to understand the brevity of life and the importance and the urgency of now. There was a lady named Bonnie Ware. She wrote a memoir. She worked kind of like in hospice, and she would spend time with her patients in their final moments. And so in her conversations with them, she started to notice five regrets that were common themes amongst those of of the dying. One of those was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard, which we spent a whole month on talking about slowing down and Sabbath and stopping. And that one came from every male patient she said she had a conversation with. I wish I had been more present with the people around me. I wish I hadn't been on the treadmill of life. I wish I had not have worked so hard. But the one I want to highlight today, she said, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. And she goes on to say, when people realize that their life is almost over and they look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams, how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not even honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing it was due to choices they had made or not made. Health, health, that's how haunting this is. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. God's placed something inside of you. You are a living legacy, and I want to tap into that over the course of the next month to two months in our Living Legacy series. What is planted inside of you what God has planted inside of you, my prayer is that you don't bury it, that we would water it, that that thing might even start to sprout up a little bit, maybe even break up out of the ground to where one day that thing can bear fruit. And world changers, history changers, different makers, sometimes that legacy that they, they build they build a foundation for that thing that they never get to see come to fruition, and that's okay. Would you be willing to jump on that purpose that God has planted for your life, even if you don't get to see the full benefits of that thing actually happening? You just started it and built the foundation, and somebody else gets to carry that along? I believe, that. I be, this is my conviction, I believe, God has a will for your life. I believe he created you uniquely with a passion and a personality. He has gifted you for this time and place in this season to step forward. And I'm not going to settle 
I want to I lean into those things. Now, this is scary, and there's a part of me that's like, okay, great, yeah, legacy, dreams, and that's just a lot of hurrah, and let's go, and let's do this, and why? I really believe God has a will for your life. That we're not meant to just go through our days and wonders. So in this series, I, I want us, maybe we won't, I want to relieve some of the pressure on some of this too, because we're like, well, I don't have a dream, or I don't know what that is. Let's just do one little, 1% changes. Or at this church, we say next steps. Can you just do the next thing that God's calling you to do? And, and maybe we're not fully actualizing the things, but I can do a 1% change. I can get better each day. I can take a step today, and that will lead to the next thing and the next thing. Jesus, before daybreak the next morning, he got up and he went out to an isolated place to pray. Now, they had just had, they had been in Capernaum, having an amazing day of ministry, healing people, miracles happening. One of Jesus' most controversial miracles in Scripture, he heals Peter's mother-in-law. Like, no, no one's going to laugh with me today. On like uh, <laughs> He healed a mother-in-law. Okay. You can heal other people, but okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Come on now. Help me out. You know, if I'm on Team Jesus and I'm one of the disciples, you know, this is like, I'm excited. Like, let's do this again and let's go. And so, he, but what Jesus does is he gets away. He gets to an isolated place and he prays. I'm going to say this was probably, not probably, this was routine for Jesus which is why I would argue, as we've talked about Sabbath and Shabbat and rest, you need Shabbat more than you need a vacation. Now, I'm all for vacations, and I'm planning vacation. But when I get back from vacation, I'm still me. And if I haven't built a rhythm in my life, that breathes life into me, I'm going to go on a vacation. It's going to take me a few days, if not a whole week to unwind. Then I'm going to be stressed. And then I'm going to come back to a work that's been like, hey, you missed work for a week or so. You got stuff to do. And oh, I'm still me. I haven't found routine and rest and how to do that. And it's just amped up again. We need rhythm. More than we need a vacation. I'm not against vacations. But just I want to build that in our lives so we can thrive consistency and regularly. And Jesus got away. He got away and he got to an isolated place, silence, to grow. Because that helped set the tone for what was going to happen next. And there was something more important. There was something better than what the disciples were going to come. There was an important thing over the urgent, because here comes urgent. The disciples, everybody's looking for him. Hey, he just healed a lot of people. We got more to go. And so they said they come out to find him. And when they found him, everybody's looking for you, Jesus. We got more blind people. Like if I was, if I was living then, I'd be blind. I can't see past a foot in front of me. Everything else is blurry. They don't have contacts. They don't have glasses. I'd be the lame person. You'd be like, yeah, you are lame, but uh, your jokes are lame but I would be the lame blind guy, all right? I have a toothache that, you know, they don't have the medicine or anything like that. There's a lot of people who need some help. And we got more to go. Let's go do that. 
That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But in this moment, it was not the best thing. And Jesus leads them from what was urgent and good to important and better. And Jesus says, we must go to other towns and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. We're going to do more than just Capernaum, guys. Capernaum's great, nothing against it. Sometimes Jesus' no has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with other people in other regions. It wasn't anything they did bad. He's like, we're going to go on and we're going to go preach to other people. Last week, I mentioned to you kind of a vision for uh, uh, online social media ministry at Freedom Church and kind of how we want to do that. And I mentioned in that sermon that I said uh, the average Facebook user has 600 friends. And you might be like, well, I have more or I have less. It's not about the vanity metrics on how many you have, just average, all right? So there's about 50, 60 of us in this room. Let's say there's 50 of us in here today. So do the math, 50 times 600, that's 30,000. I want you to understand the vision. When, when, I, when I prep a message, yes, I'm preaching to us in the room, and yes, I'm preaching to those who are watching online, worshiping with us online, but it's bigger than that. It's more than just Capernaum. See, I'm not going to go to your workplace tomorrow where you have 100 people in your group meeting, or I'm not going to be in your neighborhood this week where you have people around you. I'm not, I'm not going to be posting on your social media feed to your 600 fence. So as I'm speaking here in this hour of time and what we do here, I'm hoping that not only does it spread hope to you, but the vision is that it will spread hope through you to an audience of 30,000 plus. That's a, that is now, we've gone from a, a, a vision of just us here to a mega church mentality, and I'm not for against mega church. Like, that's a big audience. And it's not about bringing people to Freedom Church or watching people online. It is God living through you and being a light and a hope to the people around you and the people in your circle of influence. This is way more than the 50 people here. Guys, I, we got Capernaum. I, it's important. But there's all of these other places. I want to spread hope to them so I can spread hope through them. This is a worldwide movement that we're starting here, and we got to go. And we got to go. So when I talk about whatever we do here, I want it to go out to thousands out there. When, it, when we're talking social media, you're talking tens of thousands out there to get the gospel out through us. The, the vision is bigger. And so it says, so he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. Just kind of throws that out there flippantly. I have a real problem with that verse. Like, what's the problem? He's going and he's spreading the news. He's doing the important thing. He's thinking. This is where many legacies die. when God doesn't meet your expectations. Everybody's looking for you, Jesus, because there's still a lot of people that need healing, and you are leaving. See, when God doesn't meet your expectations, when God seemingly disappoints you, 
is where legacies go to die. Because when disappointments happen, we've, we, we try to fill in the story. Well, why is Jesus leaving? He healed my neighbor. I thought I was going to get healed next. Like I was like next in line. But then he said he, he had to go last night. And so I thought he's going to be back today. And now he's not. All the boys were on my side. They're going to help me. They went out to go find him. They found him. And he said, no. And now I got to fill in the story, which typically for, for honest comes in, I fill it in with my insecurities. If I hadn't screwed up so bad. Well, if I would have had more faith like them. Uh, you, you, you failed again. God, God's not even for you anymore. Look how far off you are. Oh, you're, you're just only going to be average. You're, not, like, you're, you're just you. You're not, you're not up here. You're just you. And we'll fill in our disappointments with a lot of insecurities and our own fears because we're the center of this story and it's, we're not. Jesus' leaving had nothing to do with them. He went out and preached. But I'm thinking about all the people. What do you do when God doesn't meet your expectations? Is this my purpose? To just stay here? I'm seeing them. They're happy. It's like the happiest day of their life. And I'm happy for them, but I'm still here dealing with my stuff. It's where legacies die. It's also where legacies can grow. Andy Stanley has a, a book called The Principle of the Path, and it's super simple, the idea, <clears throat> but it's so powerful. It's so powerful we start to live this out. The basics of this idea is the direction you are currently traveling, relationally, financially, spiritually, like the list can just go on and on and on. Whatever direction you are currently traveling will determine where you end up in each of those expect, respective arenas. Now notice he says direction and not intention. I know a lot of people, especially in my youth ministry days, we would go to summer camp, we'd get to the end of summer camp, we'd have a time of sharing. What did you get out of camp? Where's God leading you? What's your next step? Inevitably, I want to I have a closer relationship with God. I, I need to get back into the Word. I need to start getting more involved in church and youth group. I just want my relationship with God to grow. Nothing bad with that at all. But my question always to them is like, okay, well, what are you going to do about that? Because direction, not intention, gets me to that place. We can have all the greatest intentions of the world. In fact, a lot of smart people have, have the greatest intentions, but have through a series of choices, wound up, as Bonnie Ware said, in a place of regrets because of choices they made or did not make. And regrets, it's not just a memory. You know this. Regret is, is cerebral. It is emotional. It is painful. It is heavy. And if I don't want to end up there in regret, then I need to start making some choices and decisions here in the now. Direction, 
not intention, determines my destination. Now, some of you might be like me. So you're like, okay, that's great. That's very spiritual and that's, that's fine. How do I even know what direction I'm facing? Like, how do I know if I'm even going in the right direction? That will get me to the dream or legacy that I feel like God's planted in my heart. How do I know? I try to simplify that. Whatever has your focus, that's the direction you're facing. What has your focus right now? What has your focus right now? Because that's the direction that you're facing. Are you focused on your career and success? Because that's the direction that you're facing. Are you focused, this isn't a bad thing, but if it becomes God, it is. Are you focused all on your family, all on your marriage, all on your kids, and everything's on them? And if it's, it's, are you focused on God where he can get you the direction and tells you the steps you need to take in your career, the steps you need to take with your finances, the steps you need to take in your marriage or your, or your family? Whatever has your focus, that's the direction that you're facing. See, a lot of us will, when it comes to God's will for our life, when it comes to legacy, I know the question that I ask. Well, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do, God, and I'll do it. Like, if you would just tell me, I would do it. Rich, there's a guy who met Jesus. He, they describe him as a rich, young ruler. And he, he said uh, he wanted to know how to get to heaven. Jesus like, well, just do the commandments. You'll be fine, or something like that. You know, just kinda... And he said, no, 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 I've done all those things. What else must I do? Just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. To which Jesus tells them, but I'm going to tell you, Jesus is more about your heart. It's not as easy as just saying what to do. He was after his heart. He said, sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and come follow me. If you're asking, you find yourself asking, when it comes to what's God's will for my life, if you find yourself asking, God, what do you want me to do? It's not a bad question, but there's a better one. Who do you want me to be? Who do you want me to be? Because God's after your heart. When you look at Scripture, when you get into the Word and you study, it's a book of decisions, people, people just making decisions on whether they're going to trust Jesus or not trust Jesus and suffer the consequences of those choices, building a legacy that has lasted for, for thousands of years. We're, we're human just like them, called to do the same thing. But when you read Scripture, and if you're going in thinking, well, just... Am I supposed to get married to this person? Is this the one? Am I I supposed to buy this house? Is this the place? Is this the job? Is now the time to to retire? Are are we supposed to do this now? Is this the college? Is this the college you want me to go to? Because I don't know. If you go in looking for that, you're not going to find a whole lot of answers in the Bible. But if you change that question to God, who do you want me to be? Who do you want me to become? oh, then that thing starts coming alive. That thing starts speaking right to your heart and your soul. And what I have found in my experience in my relationship with God, the more I ask, who do you want me to be? And I take steps in following Jesus in that direction, then the more I know what to do. The more, when I know who I am, when I know whose I am, and I find my identity in Christ, God, who do you want me to be? And I become more like him the more I know what.
to do. Start with who do you want me to be? And that'll start getting you in the right direction. So in this season, in this season, in this season of living legacy, in the season of holiday season of Thanksgiving and Christmas, one of my favorite, it's about to ramp up schedules and busyness. We've been slowing down so that we can hear from God and build a rhythm in our lives. I believe God has a will for each and every one of you, from the youngest person to the oldest person. I want our church to get a word from God in this season. We have done this every single year that we've started, and it's been super powerful and impactful for a lot of us. That in this season, we just spend this time seeking God. God, what's a w- one word? I just need, what's a word you, that is either in kind of speaking over my life in this past year or as I'm headed into 2022? For me, a couple years ago, the word was focus. Focus. What's your focus? Where have, you, where have you been focused? And it just really brought some clarity on some things in my life. Last year, my word was now. Be present now. There's decisions now in the here and now that you need to pay attention to because they lead to the direction and destination that you want to go. Now! I'm, I don't know what my word will be. But I'm seeking God for a word, and I'm, and I'm confident that he'll give it. And I'm asking our church body to do that. On December 12th, I believe it's the 12th, on that Sunday, it's going to be a special time of worship. We call it Bring Your Gift to Jesus Sunday. And, and what we'll do during that time is we'll just have a time where we share our word and what God's been speaking to you. We'll also be bringing a gift for our, our Christmas, uh, Lovelos Alamos Christmas offering. Last year, we gave over $13,000 in that one week and gave it all away to families and businesses in need. We're going to do the same thing this time. And, I, you know, you seek God on what that is. It could be zero. It could be something else. I don't know. But we're going to bring us to God fully present, get a word from him. Get a word from him because it could lead, it could lead to a legacy. A lot of the legacies that we think of what gives me a little fear is that I have this worldly idea of success. In God's hands, he can do a whole lot of different things, infinite things in his hands. Success in God's eyes is, is not that someone will remember me in 2,000 years ago or 2,000 years from now. Success is did I know the one from 2,000 years ago? And did I, did I make him known to other people? This word, I believe, is so important not only for you to guide you in your next steps, but for those 600 friends online or for, for the circle of influence that you have in your lives around you. They're desperately seeking for something in this season. And God wants to bring a word to them through you. God wants to bring a word to them through you. And that is the kind of legacy that will last for eternity. It's not just about, oh, well, I'm going to get a word. I'm thinking about the next 80 billion years 
beyond what we can even imagine that God wants to do and leave a legacy through you in this season. So can we stand? And let's pray. We are living legacies. God wants to use you. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this place. Thank you for your Holy Spirit being here today. I don't know the range of prayers that were shared today, but you do. And I just pray that you would move. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, work in a supernatural way to bring healing, to bring guidance in our daily lives. God, most of us, everyone is here. Why are we here today? Because I believe deep down inside, like we honestly believe that, that you have a purpose for us, that you want to do something in us and through us. So help us to see that, to take that next step forward. Help us to get a word from you. Speak life to our soul in this season. Help us to slow down to see you so that we can see others and change lives right before our very own eyes, Jesus, to where we get, we get to the end of this month and we're like, only you, only you, Jesus. We come to you with that heart, with that longing. We want to be in rhythm with you in your heartbeat, not just intention, not just intention, but to actually live it out and follow you. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.